Download the Caffeine TV app for free to watch the world-famous Savannah Bananas perform the greatest show in sports. The Banana Ball World Tour is live on Thursday, June 29th and Friday, June 30th at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific. Live from New York. It's the show. Nick. That's very important. Yeah, we Sorry, I office was, game. I was Man. we had a draft step going. Up. I didn't Nick have the time tough. right. Step up. Here I'm, we go. I'm, I'm feeling lost. Well, There's a lot going on. Put One your from game you face on. Today, a mock draft has Bronny going to Atlanta. Does mm. this mean LeBron will be a hawk too? Mm. Meanwhile, Robert Kraft eyeing Super Bowl number seven. What does this mean for the future of Bill Belichick? And finally. In a injury-prone segment oh. that we are bringing back. Well, there's more. Oh, I missed this. More bulletin board material. Who sp- was it? A bangle? Who spoke? What? What fool? I gotta admit, they are running their mouths a lot. <laughs> Thank it was you. a bad field. Folks are oh. running their mouths. We have a the lot video. The oh, and it was I'm very unfair saying. that when the Chiefs didn't play on that. Oh wait, it was the same field for everyone. Yeah, but you know. Sacking the quarterback was one of Philadelphia's major. Chris Broussard, Kevin Wilds, and Nick Wright. We start with the Lakers' plans. Last time we saw the Lakers, they were being swept. But Rob Palinka said, in his own way, close week. (laughs) Take a listen. He did. We're at the doorstep of free agency, and we've been pretty clear since our last game uh, with the success of making it to the Western Conference Finals. We want to try our hardest to keep this core of guys together and also improve um, around the edges and on the margins to not only get back to where we were last year, but hopefully take the next step um, and get into the NBA Finals. Teams are going to be aggressive. There's a lot of parity in the league right now, and everyone smells an opportunity to, to chase a championship, but uh, we're going to try our best to stay in that pack or at the head of that pack. Okay. Are you okay with the Lakers running it back? I have absolutely no problem with it. I think it's what <clears throat> they should do. I think that if there were an obvious blue-chip free agent that they obviously had a way to get, then you would consider significantly shaking the snow globe. That player does not exist. If there were an obvious trade candidate blue-chipper that, like Damian Lillard that they had a way to get, right. they right. don't, then you would consider it. But I feel great <clears throat> about the Lakers' chances against anyone in the West outside of Denver. Right now, Denver, to me, clearly has earned the right to be considered the clear-cut favorites in the conference. But as we saw the year the Lakers were defending their title, and they were the clear-cut Vegas favorites in the conference at this point on the calendar, things change, injuries happen. Guys, the old Pat Riley disease of more, you don't know how that's going to affect a champion. And... The other reason I feel good about the Lakers is you have the obvious aging super-duper star in LeBron who has held off aging as best as anyone Mm -hmm. we've ever seen, but is still, you can't say, well, he's going to be better next year. But everyone else that played, you you have a reason to believe they should be better. They are either young enough to be better. They were ascending in the right direction to being better, a la Rui and Austin Reeves. With Vanderbilt, it's like, hey, man, just hit corner threes. Like, all summer long, hit corner threes. D'Angelo Russell, I don't have a ton of faith in that he's going to get better. He's kind of been the same guy. So he's maybe the one guy you would take out of it. But even Anthony Davis would be a guy that you would say, hey, the healthiest you've been as a Laker – were the final few months of the season. The best basketball you've played since the bubble mm-hmm. was the postseason. Build on that. And so for it's not a team, and not taking shots, but like the Warriors where you have a bunch of guys you would expect to probably be on the decline. So for all those reasons, yes, I'm absolutely <clears throat> fine with them running it back. I think it's the smart thing to do, bro. I agree with what you're saying. And, and a lot of people would say they should go for Dame. I think Dame would be open to them going for him. Some people throw out Kyrie. But I, you can't give up all your depth just to get a Dame or a Kyrie. So I, I do agree that the best thing for them to do is run it back, and they'll have a full year to develop their chemistry. So you would think the team would be better. Now, I, I'm, not, I'm done saying Anthony Davis is going to take a jump. 
I thought he was going to take that jump after they won the championship in the bubble. He actually declined a bit. He was great in the playoffs, not offensively. He was solid offensively, but phenomenal defensively. So I definitely think he'll be as good as ever on the defensive end, if not better. Offensively, I think he'll be what he is, and that's fine. So I'll say it, Nick, since you won't. You're saying it in so many words. What? I'll say it because I got the guts to say it. What? What? It was a close sweep. Oh, we're back. Uh-huh. It was a no, close sweep. I, they, they, they acquitted themselves about as well as you can in getting swept. Time out. You, were, you are saying it's a close sweep? It was a close sweep, the Lakers. I thought you were making fun of Nick. No, this well, is Well, that too. Thing. He won't say no, it. because I don't was believe close, that they exist. Just like Brooklyn, but when they got beat no, by Boston, was a close sweep. Thing. This was can't. a close sweep as well. Now, here I do have three concerns, though. Okay. I'm, and so, a couple of them are obvious. One is Wild the health and the, the close sweep part. Just, <laughs> Why? Because it just felt, felt like you did a 180 on the No, close yesterday sweep. he was just trying to win an Nick argument from admit two years that ago. No, exists. I wanted That's yes. all he But you wanted. haven't sold your your stake in close, close sweep. sweep. Close Island. sweeps exist. Yeah. Okay. All right. So right. Brooklyn was the just victim like, of a close sweep. Yep. The, Lakers yeah, the Lakers were and six Kevin game Durant and LeBron exist. James, two of the greatest yeah. players ever, were victims of close okay, sweeps. Go ahead. Exactly. Now, okay, go ahead. Not and victims of it, actually. Yeah. Well, they actually led their teams to a close sweep. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'll give you that. All right. But anyway, these are my three concerns <laughs> about the Lakers, Nick. One is, and it's obvious, the injuries, sure. right, the health. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a concern. Two is the age of LeBron. How long is he going to be at a hold-off father time? Will he take a, a, a noticeable decline? Yeah. You know what I mean? Will there be that? And so that's number three. And then here's the thing, and they, I don't know how they're going to get this. I don't think they have a closer. With all due respect to wow. LeBron, LeBron needs to go all the way to the bucket to close. Now, he's going to take one of those long threes and hit one out of seven of them or whatever. But he essentially, for him to get to the rim, like against Denver, that was a problem. You saw Denver had Jamal Murray who could close the games, and Kyrie would close them when LeBron was in his prime. LeBron was a better closer than two. But now he's got to go all the way to the rim. I want a closer. A Maybe guy. somebody with, like, ice in their veins? No, I think. LeBron's got ice in his veins, but he's not a great jump shooter. And I need you I say, want a guy that can create I want a guy that can create a mid-range jump shot or is a great three-point shooter at the end of the game. You think it's Austin Reeves? I mean, oh, I know. May, I, maybe. I just, I maybe. Russell, but they did not, well, no. He's, occasionally it yeah. might be D'Angelo if, Russell. If LeBron starts, if LeBron and Anthony Davis Start looking for Austin Reeves to close games. But hold on. We are just going to have wait a, a And I'm not saying like every game you just give it to no, one guy. I'm just is saying him. I want a guy that can create his own the, jump shot at the end of a game. Did, like a mid-range can, shot. Can we, I know you said you have three things. So you that say, was the third. Okay, that was it the was last one. Okay, good. Age, health, the, and then the, the closer. So I, I take issue with the term closer. I agree with Brew on what he is saying is a guy who has a reliable mid-range jump shot because at the end, it, of, at the end of the games mm-hmm. and because LeBron now I don't LeBron's shot was as broken as we've seen it at any point in his career at the end of last season which is odd because year 19 was one of his better shooting years he averaged 30 points per game and the percentages were up so I don't Just know if that record, was I do think that was his foot I, I thought the foot threw off his mechanic I think I, I but think he's not a great shooter he's I not mean, a not period. correct right. he's not the and so but the, it being as bad as it was I think that is likely at mm-hmm. least part of it. I also think the fact that he was 39 minutes per game in the playoffs and playing as hard as he was at that age wore him down. But Reeves being Reeves was a great shooter in the postseason and I gotta listen, everybody knows how much I adore my dear mentor Colin Cowherd. I thought he did he something I thought he did something very unfair to my guy Austin Reeves today. So I would like to counter-program Thank it with you. something a little more fair. Because Colin put up Austin's career numbers. And That's, his career yeah, numbers are very right. pedestrian. And deceptive. But yes. it's also he's only in the league two years. And he's only really gotten big minutes and opportunities post-All-Star break. So here's who Austin Reeves was from the All-Star break. It was right around the trade deadline when the Lakers remade their team through the end of the playoffs. 
That is apt at 24 years old. He's 25 now, but he obviously was 24. That absolutely is a player Mm -hmm. that if you watch the games, you say, oh, if he just improves a little bit, he is a viable third option on any team. Well, some people think he's a part of a big three. Or a best trio, (laughs) certainly. And so, so I think Austin is going to improve. I don't think he's going to take the type of jump we saw him take within the season, going from a 10-point-a-game guy to that, but he'll improve a bit. I also think Rui, another young guy, is the exact type of player who has always played their best basketball with LeBron. We've talked about how LeBron's not best for third stars, and LeBron, other guys have – but the – the kind of journeyman or talented right. player who hasn't really had his moment yet, those guys have thrived right. alongside LeBron. And then I want to get to the AD thing just for a moment because what I do think we have to remind ourselves are he had some of his best offensive months of his career this season with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And there were times. Some of it when LeBron was out. Some of it when LeBron was out. But here is what I would. Glass half full on why maybe AD builds on this past season. AD won the title alongside LeBron in 2020. At that moment in time, he was probably, if you took a poll of, hey, who's the best seven-footer in basketball? He probably wins it. Giannis maybe wins it, but remember, Giannis had a really rough bubble. Since then, let's look at what the other seven-footers have done accolades-wise. Giannis has won a title and a finals MVP. Jokic has won a title, two league MVPs, and a finals MVP. Embiid has not won, obviously, anything, but just won a, a league MVP. And then there's Anthony Davis. I mean, so I do wonder well, if he if, was going to do it. He, I think he'd have done it. Now, he's going to be great. I mean, he's he's going to be one he's of the top players in the Right, but... The, but he, do, he doesn't, right, he just... I, I said not, it's glass half full. I'm not, saying, I, I'm not saying I'm betting my house on it. I, what I am saying is if he has, I think for the first time since the championship, positive momentum going into the offseason, right? Because the, the defending the title year is the year he tore his groin or hurt his groin in mm-hmm. the playoffs. Last year he was injured at the end of the year, so you didn't have positive momentum. You know, in the year healthy, you played well, you're only 30 years old. Those are all reasons is that, that positive. They did, they did, even though it was close, they got swept. I think it's... And he got outplayed dramatically by but the opposing center. The, the opposing center, and that's, I understand that, but the opposing center who now most people believe is the best player in the league, and while I think a lot of us look at that series and say, yeah, what Jokic did is duplicable for him. As good as we all think Jamal Murray is, Jamal Murray averaged 32 points per game in the Lakers series. If they were, you, I don't think he is a 30-point-per-game playoff guy. So if they were to he meet again, in the series. The, in, he they can, he just he did it. That. We saw, I know he can. I'm saying, if people are watching this saying, okay, if they meet again, what would be different? Yeah. Maybe what would be different is Jamal Murray averages 25 a game instead of 32 a game. And if that happens, maybe you have a different result. Maybe. Just for the yeah. record, here's what LeBron said after the close sweep. LeBron didn't call it a close sweep. It, it he just claimed Everybody he was knows it was. Me and AD were just talking in the locker room. We came to the consensus. This is one of the best teams, if not the best team, we've played together for all four years. So maybe it's – I don't think they're going to have the disease of me or the disease of more. Well, Bruce I think, Brown's probably going to be gone. And he was their he's fifth the only one. most I, important I think player. Christian Brown can Christian, fill that role. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, Christian, and Christian Brown, Brown should. Brown should but they, mm-hmm. it's not going to – the Lakers, for good or for bad, are not going to ever have to play the 2023 Nuggets again. Like, it will be a different team. And that's and so could the Lakers that you know run it back and beat this past year's Nuggets? Clearly not. But they're not going to have to. It's going to be different every year. It's different. Denver might. There's a reason to think Denver's better. There's yeah. a, that they'll be. But there's more reason to think. As much as I'd like the Lakers running it back, there's more reason to think Denver will be better. Sure. Than that the Lakers will be better. Now, if we and it's reasonable to say they won't repeat because it is difficult it's very to do. Hard. So if you take them out. I, I agree. You know, I like Phoenix. Yep. You know, if the Clippers somehow were healthy, I'd like them. Bruce Clippers. Golden yeah, State, yeah, I still too. like them. Yeah. So, But the Lakers are right there right. with anybody else, and they're all right below Denver. Mark so. Medina reporting that LeBron not planning to advocate for any specific free agent signings or trades. I took this as a Kyrie report. Bruce, Ooh. should LeBron be involved or more involved <coughs> in the Lakers' offseason moves? 
Involved might be a tad strong. Okay. What do you he like should be that? consulted for sure. He's the best player on the team. He's the most important player in the franchise. They should run everything by LeBron. Hey, LeBron, what do you think about this player? Where do you want to go? Where do you think we need help improving? Here's where we're thinking of going. What We want to go and get this guy. You like him in the locker room. That's right. With, like that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But LeBron doesn't get the final say. We just want to hear what you say. We'll consider it. And maybe his opinion sways us. And changes our mind, but it's not like LeBron's going to come in and dictate what we're going to do. Rob Palenka should have the final say, but certainly you should give him the respect and listen to him because he's obviously a smart basketball mind on what he thinks yeah, the direction should be. This is, we are talking about it in regards to LeBron. You could replace LeBron with any of the 10 best players in the league, best player on their own team. Should that, should player, should Jason Tatum, be involved in the Celtics offseason decisions on major moves, of course. Should should any of these guys be at least – was Joel Embiid consulted when Daryl Morey traded for James Harden? Yes. Was, was Do we think Jason Tatum found out that they were considering trading Marcus Smart the day of the trade? I don't, I don't think so. That one's a little weird because they actually tried to trade Brogdon first. Yeah. So maybe that one's a little different. But in general. And he's younger, the, too. So you, he's okay, 25. You, want, you know what but, I mean? There is but a difference. This is, we, we talk about LeBron as if he's a puppeteer on some of these moves. It is standard NBA procedure for the best players. Do you think Steph was taught, was given a heads up? Hey, you cool with bringing CP3 and trade Jordan Poole? Of course he was. Mm-hmm. Now, should LeBron be running the offseason? No, particularly not this year when the Lakers' moves are very mechanical. It's like, do we pick up Malik Beasley's $16 million option just so we have a trade chip there? Like, that is, that is literally what Rob Blink is there for. That is why you have a general manager try to finagle those things. So I don't think he should be, unless it's, hey, we see if you can get Dane to demand to come here for us. You know what I mean? For pennies on the dollar. Aside from that, I don't think LeBron's going to be very involved. Okay. Do we believe that no team wants Kyrie and he ends up with the Mavs next year? That's next on FS1 and the Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM. Hey college football fans, Joel Klatt here, and I am so happy to announce my new interview series, The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday, we will bring you a candid conversation with the most influential voices in college football. From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football. Download The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to the new Joel Clatcho YouTube channel. Woj reporting that, that there is little to no interest in Kyrie amongst team that, teams that make sense. So take out the Pistons for <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Right. He goes on to explain that the Mavericks are in the driver's seat to re-sign him. So we'll get to the Mavs side of this in a second, Brew. Are you surprised that there's a limited to no market for Kyrie? Unfortunately, no. I would actually be surprised if there was a big market. A for robust Kyrie. market? Right. right. <laughs> what yeah. I actually wrote down robust market. I would be that? surprised. All right. Sometimes I wasn't we think an English major, and I can think of those things. Go ahead. And, and, and it's sad because Kyrie Irving is one of the greatest, most skilled individual players of this generation. I mean, he's phenomenal, right? But he checks every box. On the red flag meter. Okay. He aside really does. from like aside from criminality. Aside yeah, from like guys yeah, who exactly. get arrested right. or stuff He's like that. He's not a bad guy. Not a bad guy, like but that. everything else, yes. I mean, off the court distractions, check. Yeah. Uh putting money ahead of winning, check. Because last year, oh, you no, can that's... scoff all you want. <laughs> no, you can't the let go Nets of the net. had something going. You can't let go of the net. They were 18 and 2 at one point with him and Durant doing their thing. The defense had improved under Jacques Vaughn. They had it going, and because they weren't going to give him the long term max extension, he bailed. Okay? Check. Uh, <laughs> negative impact on winning. 
Knicks, Mavericks, I got to give you this. They were in the fifth seed, and they were right there as a contender in the West, and they fall to the 11th seed. They go 5-11 with Kyrie and Luka Doncic. And then here's the thing. Because of all of that, we don't even talk about anymore the fact that Kyrie's injury prone. No, I thought like, I, was, I th- almost thought you were going to leave right, it out. Like, yeah. like people forget about that he's averaged missing forty games over the last four seasons. Forty yeah. games. So I remember, and I've said this before. Back in twenty nineteen, was it when he and Durant so that's went where to the net? There were GMs telling me, like, very, most teams would not have even taken Sign- Kyrie then. So that's what I want to – So Before. Exactly. Right? right? And now – so that's before the Vax yep. problem. That's before right. the controversy with the Hebrews, the Negroes documentary. Ago. Before a lot of injuries. And they still weren't going to take him unless Durant was coming so, along. So now right. – no, I'm not surprised So if that's the – you took the words out of my mouth there at the end. Five years ago, there was a limited market. Five years ago. But it was him and Durant, and no one was going to say Durant's stock. I mean, Durant's stock's been sky high basically the entirety of his career. I mean, he was. Everyone's like, "Hey, he's going to miss a full year with the Achilles," and they're like, "Okay, max contract, we'll no problem." Right. And we want his <laughs> right. friend too. But there was the Nets. It was reported. You said you had heard it from multiple GMs, and I forget who reported it. But it was reported that the Nets would not have. They are one team that were right. not going to sign Kyrie Clippers without Durant no being interest. there. Okay. And that was, as Bruce said, the vaccine predate. Pre-date. Since then, there's the whole vaccine controversy, a couple injuries, and then the latest controversy with the documentary that he promoted on Instagram. And then we saw what his value was this year. After all of that, this year the value was Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, and one first-round pick six years down the road, mm. knowing that you had no long-term obligation to him. So what is the value of that player if he comes with $200 million and a long-term obligation? So this is, we, no one should be surprised that there is a limited, if any, market at all. And I tried to go through the list, and I came to the same conclusion that Brew and I came to or that we all came to when we did this a month ago. Contending team that might say, you know what, screw it. I'll do it. The only one that I could come up with other than Dallas, and the Lakers don't have no way to do it, is Miami. And I don't think Miami's doing it. Like Miami. Yeah, that's not a sure thing. It, no, no, no. But the, everyone else you can. There, correct. Right. Everyone else you can just cross Phoenix out. Phoenix would have been intriguing had but they not go- gotten beat. Right, but they're now impossible. Right. We know Milwaukee's not doing it. He's not doing Boston the second time, right? We know Denver's not doing it. We know that you go up. The Clippers, maybe they would want to. I pr- literally impossible if you have Kawhi and I'm Paul George sure still on the team, and I don't know if they'd want to. So, and Miami would it would have to be some type of sign and trade. They'd have to give Kyle Lowry back. There'd have to be a bunch of machinations there. So, I do think that Dallas is operating from a position of where are are you going to take twelve point two million dollar mid level exception from the Lakers? Are you really going to no, do that? Not you're not doing that. No and way. if you're not doing that, where are you going? And I, you said that Woj said the any what, is, what was the exact like word? teams that make sense? Makes so sense. There's no market, but, but because the teams with money, we've talked about it before: Houston, Orlando, I mean Spurs. But you don't want Detroit. Kyrie around your young guys. Like all these teams that are bad, Detroit. They got young players they want well, to that's grow. The thing also, is, doesn't make sense for Kyrie. Correct, but even no, but if I Kyrie, think he would go to one of them though if they offered him the match, right? So just, for the, just for the money. Yes, no. but I don't. But just for the money, I, I, think I, think it's, I think it. I think it's possible, but I think a bad team. A, there is no reason a bad team should want Kyrie Irving. There's, there's no because I, I would. Here's the one caveat I would throw into that: if they don't have young players, like they're just bad. They don't have a lot of young players that but people think that? might be stars. Well, I'm just saying a yeah. team in that position Dallas. might bring him in to show off to the fans. Okay, and sure. Put, if that you know, team existed, but I feel like almost all the teams that most, are really bad have been bad long enough at this point. Oh, Washington, they have, but they shouldn't do yeah, that. Yeah, but Washington's yeah. doing they, the opposite. They're, they're trying right. to finally tear it down. Right. Washington's the one example, I think, of a team that doesn't have but any really right, young players. Going, Chicago. Chicago I mean, doesn't have the caps. Chicago's yeah. a team that needs point guard. They don't have the space. It's hard to find. 
Right, There's so only 30 teams. 5-11 and 11 when Kyrie and Luka were on the floor. Ramona reporting that Kyrie will be taking free agent meetings with other teams. With uh, who? I don't it's just, <laughs> hey, Ask Ramona. Just gonna, he's going to take some meetings. Yeah. <laughs> Fire up the Zoom. Oh, get on a plane. Let's okay. have some face-to-face okay. time. Luka. Um, Mavs are supposed to be in the driver's seat, though. So, is it the right move to give Luka and Kyrie combo another shot, Nick? You want to run this back? That's your team, man. I, it's your squad. Championship squad, according to right, you. I got well, it. That was previous. I, I, just, hold on. The Clippers, the, I'm linked to the Clippers For, in perpetuity. Wait a moment, though. And the Nets. Correct. And yes. yes. But, okay, this is so frustrating. What? There, you know what? Wilds, this is the price I pay. For well, being Mr. Consistency. You know, it's because don't play the Nets the and the Mavs executed a midseason trade. Mm-hmm. The Nets, the team Brew picked Surrender. to go to the finals, yeah. and the Mavs team I picked to go to the finals. When that trade happened, Brew immediately couldn't run for the exit fast enough they on abandoning the Nets. And you were trying to Thank push you. The I, Your team was the, pushing okay. it. We're all, all in. Right, that's fine. Yes. Chips Listen, are on the table. We're I, going for it. I, My I'm, team surrendered. The, I still think who knows what would happen if the Mavs would just stood pat and let Luka cook. Who knows? We'll never know. The road never traveled. But here's the problem. They have to bring him back. I don't like it. And I won't be picking the Mavs to win the title. When it's Luca Kyrie. That wasn't a pick in perpetuity. It was a one-year situation. But you can't just be like, okay, made the conference finals. We then took a minor step back midway through the year, which made us panic to where we traded away assets, took a huge step back, missed the playoffs entirely. And now we're just going to lose that player for nothing and be like, okay, maybe in two years, Luca, we can be back close to where we were two years ago. You can't. So you just have to cross your fingers and be like, eh, maybe Luca more in shape and offseason together. I don't think it'll work, Brew, but I don't think they can just let him walk out the door for nothing. You're right. The question is what? The question is what's the deal? And you said it. What leverage does he have? Why did you say Luca and your Mavs? Your Mavs. What they are your Mavs? We're on in the next season. They're your Mavs. They were. They're my ex. They're your Mavs. They're my, okay. You giving up Luca? No. I'll I'll gladly take Luca. You can't take everybody's No, he's he's running away. When's the last time he called Luca his son? My larger dog. Yeah, my ex got mad about that. So I tried to pipe it down. Go ahead. All right, but here, the question is what's the deal? And oh, I know Mark Stein and others have written. Look, I'm here old school. <laughs> if, I, if I were running the Mavs and Go some ahead. of these teams, it'd be different. It'd well, be different. Oh, what would you say? <laughs> I really would want, and I wouldn't be mean about it. No. I want Kyrie to be. I want, I, don't, I want to work as a tandem. I want to be partners. But I got to be honest. I'm scared to give Kyrie more than one year. Guaranteed. Here's the deal. One well, year. Well, look, I might give him two Two is the max. I'm sorry. Two years guaranteed, max money for two years. That's the deal. Isn't that the offer that made him demand a trade from the Nets? Yes. Are you giving him more than two years, though? Because that's the only issue. You're right. They got to bring him back. But that's the issue. I'm not giving him three. I think they're giving him three. You want to know what I bet it is? I bet it's written up as four. But it's the three fourth, with a but, player, a team no, option. Well, that the three years fully guaranteed, mm. and then either a partial or non-guaranteed. But why, team. Nick? I you don't have look. I, you said it yourself. He's not. If if you give him a one-year deal, this is part of my thing. I probably go to just to keep him happy somewhat. But if you give him a one-year deal and he pouts, or he plays horribly, yeah. or he doesn't show yeah. up half the time. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen next offseason? Yeah, that's, Who's signing? But that's the problem with that, Brew, is that's like a the, the mutually assured destruction thing, right? Which is you nuke us, we nuke you, the whole world ends. That's why nobody uses nukes. But that, in, that assumes rational action. He being approved that, situation. I get it. Brew, he's been in he a He was pro- playing well last year in a proven situation with the Nets. Well, because they didn't give him the extension, and be- he blew it up. Well, yeah. And so the- you're saying he would he would come to the Mavs, let's say he's a good soldier for the first three months of the season, mm-hmm. and then he goes to the Mavs like, hey, we're the third seed right now. I'm averaging I- 27. No. Luka's balling. 
How about that extent? No, how about I, extending I, me? How about I, 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 what I'm saying is I don't – this is one of those things where it sounds like we disagree. I agree with you in principle. In reality, I think that treating anything involving Kyrie – like he is going to act rationally in his own best interest. It's, you know, forget, forget the team. Forget winning. Forget anything. What well, he knows what's best for him, he's going to uh, act accordingly. Mm-hmm. We have not seen that. Like I, I believe, I, I still believe to this day that so much of that controversy surrounding the documentary could have been ended immediately if Kyrie had told what I believe is the truth, which is. Guys, I didn't. I I, I didn't watch right, the whole thing. Right. I didn't. I don't. I, no, of course not. I wasn't but aware. I didn't. It wasn't even aware. I don't believe any that Kyrie's anti-Semitic at all. But I think he was just like felt boxed in. Was like I'm going to punch out. And right. so I just think when you're dealing with someone who operates like that, assuming they are going to operate, do things in their own best interest, is Nick, a dangerous okay. business. Okay. If you give him three years, yeah. And they still struggle. Yeah. They play poorly. Yeah, then, you say yourself, it might cost them loot. Yeah, I, I think so. So I'm, but I'm, letting him walk is going to do it too. Nah. They have boxed themselves in. It's if a bad they trade. let him walk, I bet they're still a pretty good team, because Luca is that great, and they do have pieces pretty good. Work. I agree, but we got the, the but the next man up as far as who's going to get the scrutiny of not having a ring, not being in a finals. Luke is the next guy people are going to start. Luke and Embiid are the guys that are going to be on the clock this year. Good segment. Thanks, Wiles. Two years. No, not the one we just did. That future one. (laughs) Baseball is back, and so is Flipping Bats. Five times a week, Monday through Friday. So follow us on the Fox Sports app, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Patriots owner Robert Kraft is excited about the upcoming season and the potential to win yet another Super Bowl ring. Here he is with Michael Rubin. Take a listen. And one thing I know about you, you won't be satisfied if one thing doesn't happen, right? What's the only thing that makes it uh, all worthwhile? Number seven. So, Brew, you wanted me to ask you a very specific question. How far are the Patriots from the Super Bowl? It feels like you've got something cooking. No, look, it's hard for me to put in the words how far away they are from the Super Bowl. So Dustin Dustin Dustin. and I put our heads together. We came up with a picture. Picture will say it better than words. Here's how far away they are from the Super Bowl. (laughs) See them down there in the corner? That's your boy getting run over by Chandler Jones. And the, the the trophy... Is way at the top of the Not mountain. Not at the top. It's just that's where your boys <laughs> are. Wait, I mean, what what are we, we talking? We spend our valuable time. We, oh, that's it. Wait, is there a yoga? That's how far. Is we, this the price? Is that's right a long way. I, how far? That's miles. No, that's no, Mount no, Everest, no, I think. The yodeling. And you're at the bottom. Yeah, yeah and then yodeling. This is the cogent analysis. What are we that, talking that, about? Exactly. <laughs> I, can I? About? Can I? Let me ask Wilds a question. I, you know what? We're gonna do the. We're gonna because Brew is normally the coach in analysis. Yeah, side but of then the table. Once you gotta then, stop working with Dustin. Yeah. Honest to God. Yeah. What comes true. out? Oh, the only thing that comes out of it is silliness. Just goofy. The wheel of toes. Yeah. Like, when you guys get to it's cogent analysis, coach analysis. It's like how salt is like two poisonous things. Yeah. You guys are the opposite. Yeah. It's supposed to work and then it doesn't work. <laughs> um, Disaster. So here's the question I would ask. Dusty likes it. The is audience there, loves it. Any team in the AFC further I like that. from a Super Bowl? Is there any team? Now, you Maybe could, Houston. I disagree because they might have just drafted a star quarterback. Okay. It's on, they spent the number fair. two pick of the draft that's on a quarterback. So, right. they, so it's on right. the board. Now, I, you could say maybe the Raiders because they are in a – also a very difficult division, all of that. What's the but, win to, what's our win total? What's our Vegas win total, Josh? That probably eight and a half? Nine and a half? N- no, the nine and a half if feels you get high. Above that feels high. That'll be but hold on, that's not the question, though. The question is Super Bowl. I didn't I say they are likely to finish last in the conference. I am saying if we were to right now be like, hey, pick AFC teams to win a Super Bowl in the next five years. Would the Patriots be the last pick of the draft? They probably would. 
They, I mean, maybe second to last pick. Again, maybe the I Raiders. Think be last. Maybe the Broncos. Why Sorry, would Russ. We be but last. The, but because we have the greatest coach of all time. Because we have a great defense. Because we have a good running game. Because the, we have now an offensive coordinator and a, a quarterback who went to the playoffs as a rookie and the, just happened to run into Josh Allen at his peak of his powers. You guys are definitively the worst team Correct. in the division. Defend- Without to, question. To who? The Jets? And to, Aaron Rodgers has thrown three for 300 Buffalo, yards? Miami, and yeah. the, the Jets. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and the Jets look, haven't you, beaten us you, in, you, uh, honest to God, 35 years. I'm glad you brought up Belichick because you're right. That's the one thing because the defense is Belichick. That's the one thing people try to hang their hope on. We got Belichick. Yeah. But here's Belichick without Brady. Oh, he has more. Here's Belichick without Brady. Ten seasons he's coached. He's made the playoffs twice. Just don't do the Browns seasons. Okay. Even if you out take four. out the Browns, it's, like it's still not good. Bush's presidency. He had Bernie Kosar in Cleveland. Clinton. Vinny Testaverde in Cleveland. But I got you. Yeah, H-W. I got your back. He has not been great without Clinton. Tom Brady. Look, Wilds, it was a great run. Hold on. Can I, it's it's so speaking of Belichick and Robert Kraft needs I, to understand because I feel like we kind of screwed up this segment <clears throat> because you and I both did the obvious thing which is say this is a ridiculous question yeah. but I think Wilds it sounded like in the pre-show tease you had a take about your Patriots regarding their head coach well yes but then you guys pushed me into a corner. I understand no, so now tigers. that's Go why ahead, that's what I'm saying I, pivot I am saying what Robert Kraft is saying is not necessarily how Bill Belichick talks. We're always trying to win week one against the Eagles. That's, he doesn't go forward. But I think what you're seeing, and it's, Robert Kraft is echoing it, and he said it uh, in the, I think the, uh, was it the owners' meetings in Florida, was something similar, where it's like, hey, we want to get back to the playoffs. We need to be successful. That if Bill Belichick doesn't have some level of success this year, whether it's a deep playoff run or certainly making the playoffs, the conversation will start. On is it time so to you move liked on. my graphic. I did you not like your graphic graphics because I thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> you, you're agreeing no, with no, it. What, hold on. Can I, what, can I say? If he can't get it done, what, he's out. I, I, Wilds thinks Belichick is a great like coach no matter what. Of course. Also thinks that if the Patriots are 7-10 and 10 this year, that they might have a new coach. In you the, can't fire Bill future. Belichick. It's been no. four years. It's been four years. He's, There's never, a certain he's not going to win another Super Bowl, but you can't fire him. Well, you then can't. you're stuck. Well, then it's like Joe Torre. There's a certain point where, like, hey, you led us to a whole decade plus of greatness. But if it's been four years, and this Matt Patricia thing, I know I joke around about it, but this Matt Patricia thing, I think, rubbed no, the crafts the wrong way, where it's like, okay, you want a defensive guy to be the offensive coordinator, we'll trust you. And then, surprise, surprise, it didn't work at all. And it's embarrassing for Robert Kraft to hear boos in Gillette. It's like, all right, fix that. And he had to step in and be like, hey, can we get Bill O'Brien there? Maybe Bill will walk away. No. Okay. This is. I'm gonna leave <laughs> Can we see it? I don't I'm think it got it. the love. This graphic did, didn't get the Dustin, love. It didn't hit like it should have hit. It didn't hit like it should have hit. Steph and Clay have weighed in on their foe turned friend, Chris Paul, via Anthony Slater of The Athletic. Here's Clay. Oh, it's a little weird because we've had so many battles in the past with Chris. I think he's going to add such a calming presence and leadership component that we need. I like that. And here's Steph. Every team that CP has been on gets better. It's on us to put that all together and figure out how all the pieces work, which no one quite gets yet. Uh, He was right about getting better. Every team he's been on Mm. has gotten significantly better, bro. So the question is, is this going to work? Well... I think that the Warriors are right there. You, you've got Denver. Mm-hmm. And then you got the Lakers and the Suns and the Warriors. Mm-hmm. I think they are in that group. Now, what they need to do, and it, you know this, I've said it, I've been saying it at nauseum. They got to add size. Doesn't have to be great size. Mason Plumley, he's out there. Jayaka Pertle, like he's out there. Yeah. Go, Thomas Bryant, for goodness sake. Okay. Go get a, seriously. Go ahead. Go ahead was sorry. Festus Azili great? 
No, but they were was a better, Andrew way better team. Oh, pretty good. They were way better Steph team. Steph is arguably as good yeah, as but ever. Yeah, they had, they had, they had, Draymond is still a very effective player. I get that Clay's not what he used and to. And Andre Iguodala was huge. Andrew Wiggins is better than Andre Iguodala was, in my opinion. Oh, I strongly disagree. Andrew Wiggins could have – people thought – I mean, obviously Steph should have been MVP, but a lot of people thought – Maybe Andrew Wiggins is making a case. That's right. Wait, I think he's better than Andre Iguodala was on those right, teams. That's fine. But, but it's arguable. It. I mean, sure. it's cl- okay. the numbers are better for sure. Yes, I- he's a better scorer, and he's a very good defender as well. Mm-hmm. So, Clay is not what he used to be, but he's a 20-point scorer. So, my two concerns are get me some size. Kevon Looney is great, but he's not enough. You saw Denver's too big. They didn't even face them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lakers were too big. Yep. One of these guys, nondescript. I don't care if it's Andre Drummond, for goodness sake. Get you a seven-footer well, then you that can give that you a re- few minutes. If you think few, that, it, and it, it, go ahead. Well, sorry. That's my number one concern. Here's the second one, because I think Chris will be good with that second unit. But Steph has missed an average of about 20 games over the last three years. I'm not even counting the one yeah. where he essentially missed the whole season. Yeah. Jordan Poole was able to carry them to keep them respectable when Steph's out. Mm -hmm. Now, if Steph's out, Chris isn't going to do that as far as scoring. And, heck, Chris could be out because he's older. So those are – like, if Steph misses 20 games – and you don't have Jordan Poole, who's going to carry you? So that's a little concern. But I think if they get some size, then I think they – Listen, if they're you think right they're Thomas Bryant away from being a real contender, then you think they're a real contender. I mean, if they, if they, if I, I, you're making light of the Thomas Bryant thing, no, but no, I'm no. serious. Like, I'm, it doesn't have to be a great player. They just need a big body. Right. My point is, I think they will add someone of that caliber, and they're obviously not going to add another guard. So I think you'll get your wish in that regard. I don't think the West should be scared of the Warriors, and I think, I think unfortunately, the Warriors have one button to push. To really, st- you know, try to extend Steph's championship window, but it's one they're not willing to push, which is move off Clay. Yeah, I don't want to do it. The, no, nobody wants to do it, and I don't even want to say it. I know. Well, I didn't I, even want to say you. it, and I because I like the guy. Kills the vibe. And I, but and can I, you give me what you think you might get for Clay? Because obviously everybody else I sees think, that he's right. Not but I you. think that. At that a forty money million dollar expiring contract okay, so now. is, you know, and maybe not this moment, but at some point between now and when teams realize not our year, I think that is highly attractive to teams, and I think they could, and I think that you could get size, you could get wit, you could get, you know, you could get two players yeah. making fifteen to twenty million and really do something, but it would feel like a betrayal. Kill, yeah, you kill the vibe. And but yeah, but from a basket, particularly, but here's the other thing. Particularly now that you have Chris Paul. Because one of the reasons we're saying, well, Chris Paul can't start, can't even close, all this, is because one of your guard spots, wing spots, taken up with Clay. And Clay, it's not, and Clay, by the way, before the playoffs, was having one of the, the, his best years he since led the, the league injury. In three pointers and, made. and he was awesome for a couple months. But at that salary with what this team needs, he's the obvious move, mm-hmm. but it feels. Yeah, Sacrilegious to do it. To do it. Yeah. Can't do it. I get that. Uh, but you can fire Belichick. I didn't say that. <laughs> you, you might as well. Tobias Harris it. is tired of seeing his name bandied about in trade talks, especially if he's being traded for baked goods. Take a listen. Trade speculation, you know, casual Sixers fans, they'll trade me for a crumble cookie. But at the end of the day, you know, I have to realize, like, you know, it's, you're, you're not getting a 6'9 forward back who can, you know, damn near shoot 40% from three, guard other teams' best best player, uh, shoot post-up drive, play 70-plus games a year. I thought that was cogent analysis from Tobias. And maybe he was tired of the Dame rumors. He's going to Portland. And he said, salute crumble cookies. I didn't mean to put any disrespect on your name. I said, wow, that's funny because I think Josh Hart talked yeah. about it. And then it turns out we were taken for a ride, a delicious ride, but a ride nonetheless. Take a listen. First off, it's an epic day. Grand opening, bubble cookies, grand ambassador. I think I'm doing a good job. You know, you could say a lot about sports media. Maybe we don't get it right all the time, but doesn't mean we deserve to be tricked. I thought that was a creative um, complaint 
from Tobias Harris, and we were going to discuss it as a legitimate concern. <laughs> and turns out it was all just a crumble cookie advertisement <laughs> folded into a trade complaint. Wait, you I'm guys sorry? got the actual what? crumble cookies? What? You agree? These cookies the are over. delicious. <laughs> are no. they? No. I wouldn't even Close listen to the box so people can see. You guys got actual crumble cookies these for the crumble thing. cookie. It's so spruce. Man. <laughs> Tobias, thumbs up, my man. These are delicious. Outstanding. I'm all over my cheek. You know what? This is a sugar cookie with peach frosting. Absolutely outstanding. It's late June, everybody. We're running out of time. We're great. Next, will LeBron and Bronny be teammates? I would trade Tobias for this. This is good. No shame in that. Let's check in on a hot topic, next year's NBA draft, where a recent <laughs> You're such a ESPN ass. mock draft has Bronny going at 17 to Atlanta. Yeah. Mm. LeBron on Instagram said, quote, the James gang will be pulling up. <laughs> I don't know if that meant he would be buying tickets for the game or he was going to be on the team. Right. Because, Nick, you've been a proponent of the theory, which LeBron has said, that if you draft Bronny, you also get LeBron. And maybe that means Bronny gets overdrafted, which right. seems That's kind my, of unfair. My theory is that a team, it would, not only that a team will, but that it would make sense. Mm-hmm. That, that if, Le, if Bronny is, after one year at USC, the, you know, if he were LeBron Robinson, or Bronny Robinson, was going to be the 45th pick of the draft. That would it make sense for a team drafting 15th to take him? So here's the question I'd be asking you guys. Right, Brew, you said this year Lakers were the only team in the league with two top 10 players, right? We thought, we, everyone at this table thought LeBron this year was top yeah. 10 guy. So how good do we think LeBron's gonna be in two years? So next year, let's say he slips and he goes from top 10 to top 15. And so going into, that's all we're going to have to see between this year's draft and next year's draft is next season. So let's say next season is 15th best player. So you project, okay, year 22, age 40, he's going to be the 20th best guy. 20th best guy in the league. Like, but you like, think it's just a, I, a, yeah, a I don't, calm that, slide. I, that would be impressive. Of course it would be impressive. But, just, but uh, it, Well, this is a useless argument if LeBron all of a sudden falls off a cliff. Mm-hmm. But this year LeBron... It was 29, 8, and 7. So let's say this coming year he's 27, 7, and 6. And we, see, we, don't, see, we, don't, we don't see it yet. Would you, so who is the 20th best player in the league right now? Say it's Jalen Brown. If somebody said, hey, if you use your late lottery pick on player X, who you had on your board as a late second rounder, you'll get Jalen Brown on a minimum. For a year, is it worth it? For the Toronto Raptors, was, was, is, would Grady Dick have been more valuable, who they just drafted at 13? Or, hey, you can have LeBron on a minimum and a kid who maybe one day turns into a player. So, I th- again, you can make the argument that this is not the best thing for Bronny's career. Mm-hmm. You can make the argument that this is putting your finger on the scale in a way we have seen brothers do for brothers, whether it's the you know Steph with Seth helping him out and it ended up working out, Giannis with his brothers, hell, JR with Chris Smith, but we've never seen father for son. But I, unless LeBron suffers a significant injury or falls off a cliff this year, I believe it's going to happen. And if you're a team that's a really good team, I think it makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. I you- think it makes sense for one team. Like, you brought up the Raptors, okay? I don't right. think it makes sense for them. Because in two years, LeBron's not going to be good enough to lead them to a championship. Okay. There's no, even, I don't even think he'd be good enough to lead them to the finals in two years. I think the one team, and we're kind of looking at it right now. Yeah. The one team I think it makes sense for, not for the reason you think, but it's Cleveland. What about Miami? I, I, maybe, but I think Cleveland right now. Okay. And here's why. Not just because he's from there. That's part of it. People would love the story. Because they need a forward? LeBron has shown this year he will play off the ball. He will let other guys do their thing and not be the you know, focal point of the offense. 
Cleveland with Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Evan Mobley, LeBron, if Jared Allen is still there. Like, LeBron would fit in maybe as their third or second scorer. I think he they he actually would help that basketball team and because they're stuck. They're not an elite team yet. They're not mm-hmm. a contender, and they're not just young and rebuilding. They're kind of one of those few teams that's not not mediocre, but they're not but, elite. But why do you, you look, bring him in? I think that's but why all would of a sudden an elite team want it? Why wouldn't you're saying Cleveland? It would work. Why if the Milwaukee Bucks? And I again, I, I'm picking them out. But the any of these teams that is actually contending, yeah, that could add LeBron James on a minimum salary. Like again, you almost have to treat. And this is why, if you want to make the argument, it's unfair to Bronny. That is a different discussion. But if if someone said, "Hey guys, LeBron's going to do a sign and trade for the league minimum. We want the 24th pick." Wouldn't every contender I, I, do no, that? I, I don't think some of those teams want that. I'll be honest. Because LeBron, even if he's not a top 10 player anymore, it's going to be a circus. And I don't know that Giannis would want that. I don't know that Durant, wherever he's at, if he's still in Phoenix, I don't know that they want that. That's right. I mean, players, if Durant has said how it's toxic around no. LeBron. Okay, so, so I I'm think Cleveland, that's team. where Cleveland comes in because it would be great for Cleveland. You don't think Cleveland. the Kings would? If the Kings this year make oh, round LeBron two. LeBron talked trash the, about the Kings. Okay, everybody has talked trash about the Kings. I don't know. Year. I mean, I, honestly, Nick, I don't know that everybody wants to be in the LeBron business. Real I, talk. No, I'm not saying everybody, but I, my point is, don't you think there are five teams that you don't think Miami would if Miami doesn't get Dame and Miami has an aging Jimmy and it's Miami like, okay, we hit the ceiling. Yeah. There's that. You don't think that Atlanta just... was on the list. Atlanta was the one he talked about. You don't think Atlanta would do that exact thing. No. Let's just pretend his thing's correct, that they have the 17th pick. And they're like, oh. I mean, this what, year the 17th what, what pick was What would Atlanta hot. be if he went there? I, better Young than without it. him. Young but they're not going to be a contender. Right, but they – well, hold on. But they – they, in two years, LeBron in two years. No, I understand that, but every but it's you're not, but you are not sacrificing much of anything. You so are if you're just doing it for you're doing it to make your team better. The same reason money. the Bulls just resigned Nikola Vucevic, not because it makes them a champion, but because it th- they think it makes them a little bit better. You don't. You, you, I mean, look, if he's taking minimum money, that, that I may think, change well, things. I, but the, the reason it I said the minimum everything about your franchise if LeBron goes in. Of, yeah, usually in a good way. I why yeah, he's going to be forty one like years it. old. Forty. He'd be 40. I, I, 40, I, about to turn forty one. I like the fairy tale that is playing out. That LeBron has made it um, in his LeBron's whole story, and now his son is making it. And it's been a meritocracy how he's made it and Bronny has made it. Right when he's at the finish line, about to be drafted, having LeBron put his finger on the scale seems uncouth. It just seems, I, I hear you because it, it just rubs me the wrong way, and it feels like it's robbing Bronny of a of a beautiful well, moment that he made so, on his own. So I, I that's why I kept saying right. we can like that to me is a different discussion. Now I would. I, you know, I would counter with, we have seen, and I use this example a lot, that Seth Curry, who is now an awesome, uh, awesome too strong, but a valuable Solid NBA guy. player, got it's far more chances than he ever was going to. Yeah. He out- didn't play with Steph. No, but he was. And he's the- a brother, not a son. No. no. So I, my point is that I, I love, okay. like, I have no problem if Bronny gets drafted because of LeBron. I just don't think it's best. And look, LeBron's been a great dad, so maybe it will work out. I don't think it'd be best if they played on the same team. That's what I'm saying. I think Bronny's going to have to develop his own identity, his own NBA identity. So that's what I'm saying. But I get you. If he if it helps Bronny get drafted, that's great. Meanwhile, in L.A., uh, the Lakers extended qualifying offers to Rui and Austin Reeves. So... They're now restricted free agents. Rob Palinka told the media that he's optimistic about the Lakers' core. Take a listen. We're at the doorstep of free agency, and we've been pretty clear since our last game uh, with the success of making it to the Western Conference Finals. We want to try our hardest to keep this core of guys together and also improve um, around the edges and on the margins to not only get back to where we were last year, but hopefully take the next step. 
um, and get into the NBA Finals. Teams are going to be aggressive. There's a lot of parity in the league right now, and everyone smells an opportunity to, to chase a championship, but uh, we're going to try our best to stay in that pack or at the head of that pack. A lot of parity. You did get swept, and Nuggets ran wild in the Finals, but sure. Maybe close sweep. Maybe a lot of parity. Clearly he was uh, thinking Legit close. contenders if they run this roster back. You're asking me? Yeah. The, are the, Wilds, what did you make me do? I was very begrudging the day, two days after the championship, maybe even the day after the championship. What did we spend our valuable airtime on? Um, oh, title pie. Way too early title oh, pie. Way too early title Where, pie, Where yes. uh, did the Lakers fall on way too early? T- oh, we have it. There it is. They have the third biggest slice. So unless you're saying only Denver and Milwaukee are contenders, then, yeah, of course, they are legit contenders. Obviously. Now, I'll be honest, having looked at that, I would make Denver and Milwaukee's pieces each bigger than they are right now, assuming yeah. Middleton's back, and make everyone else's pieces that smaller. Fun. That title pie is um, Because I don't, think, I don't think Denver is only 1% better chance than the Lakers. Like I would that's why it was way too early. Yeah, I would really. I would adjust that, but I would have that hierarchy of Denver and Milwaukee being at the top and then the Lakers being in third. That that is how I feel about it. And so yeah, of course they're legit contenders. Yeah, absolutely. Legit contender. I, I I've only got three questions about them. One of course is the health slash injuries. All right. Two is LeBron's age, like, will there be a decline? How much of a decline? We've seen it. Sometimes it it hits quickly, you know. And so what will that be like? And then third is I think they need a guy that can create his own mid-range jump shots at the end of a game, a la Jamal Murray. LeBron can close, but he's going to close by getting all the way to the basket. And if you can stop him from getting all the way to the basket – then you've got a chance that, you know, it's going to make it difficult on the Lakers. I, we saw that against Denver. I mean, those games came down to the wire. Denver had a closer. The Lakers didn't. So that's what – and I don't know who that guy is. Could it, it maybe, maybe Austin Reeves will emerge as the guy that can create closer. that jump shot. And I'm not saying it, 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 every time you go to him. It's not like you designate – it's not like baseball. He's our closer. But just the guy that Have can create his own option. shot in the mid-range or is a great three-point shooter like a Kyrie Irving or somebody That's like that. Austin That's Reeves. what they need. I think Austin Reeves tries to draw too many fouls that won't show up that, that's a good at point. the buzzer. Yeah, that's, like no, very that's a good point. But all this is not, oh, yep. I backed it. They should you. be talking to him about that. Just take the shot. The, and then he's less, effi- less efficient. He's trying to get to the line a lot. Well, I think that I think that actually is super effective. The first forty-four minutes of the game, yeah. I understand what you're saying that at the very end of games, it also should be noted this whole all LeBron can do at the end of games is drive to the basket. He did in you know game four against the Defensive Player of the Year, drive to the basket and score at the buzzer to force overtime against the Grizzlies. Like that. It, oh, that you're talking did. about game four. No, but no, no, no. no. But and then game four right. against Denver didn't get the shot off. That's he's going to drive. Yeah, he's going to drive. I'm, my point is the drive is. Relatively not, speaking, yeah. effective, but you won't have a secondary punch. Right. I understand yeah. that. Okay. Coming up next, we've got a great segment on Otani. And is he the GOAT? Yeah. Wow. Already? Yeah. Already? Yeah. I've got some good. Welcome back to the show. Otani, quite simply, had one of the best games in the history of baseball last night. At the plate, he went three for three with two home runs. On the mound, He pitched six and a third innings, struck out ten, and did it all as the Angels beat the White Sox four to two. Brew, here's his ranks this season. Batting, he's first in home runs, first in RBIs, and first in slugging. In pitching, he's first in opponent's batting average, hits per nine innings, and strikeouts per nine innings. So the question is, could he be the best baseball player of all time? He is the best. He is the best? Well, all time. Look, he, he can't go down as that until he does this for another eight years or so. He's 28, I believe. So he's, you know, eight to ten years of this type of play. Okay? Even if at, say, in six years he stops pitching, mm-hmm. right, and he's just this great hitter. But he, he's going to have to do it for a stretch. It, it's like Patrick Mahomes. 
Like I've said and you've said, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. Now, he won't go down as the GOAT until he does it for, you know, another decade. But he is the greatest we've ever seen. And you, when you see it, you know. With Michael Jordan, Bobby Knight said he was the greatest player ever before he even entered the NBA. Just from coaching him in the Olympics in 1984, he said he's the greatest. Nick's Bruce referred said it, to watching this. him at Laney High. It, it, yeah. No, no, I, I, you said it. They put when they put the statue of him up in in uh, Chicago three after three in. championships, yeah, the greatest. greatest there's ever been, greatest ever. Like when you see it, you know it. And this dude. He's the best. Now, maybe he'll get hurt, God forbid, but something else happens. He falls off. But right now, this is incredible. Babe Ruth, because people, that's the only one you can really compare to him. Babe Ruth stopped pitching. Like, he didn't start hitting all these home runs until he stopped pitching. Yeah, that's right. He stopped being a full-time pitcher. That's when he – he never hit more than 30 – he never hit 30 home runs when he was pitching. But once he stopped pitching, that's when he started hitting 50 and 60 and all that. So, he – this is the best baseball player we've ever seen. I used to say it was Barry Bonds, and I I get what went on with Bonds, but he was the greatest I've ever seen. This dude is the best baseball player we've ever seen. Now, we just hope he can do it for the next 8 to 10 years. So, here's the tricky part. Bonds has seven MVPs. Yeah. Willie Mays made okay. all-star games. He had 24 all-star appearances. So, and Babe Ruth has won seven World Series. Right. So I, I understand the longevity argument of it. But the other tricky part of it is he's the greatest player of all time. Like, oh, is he better at hitting home runs than Barry Bonds? Like, that, no. Well, so, like, is he better than Roger Clemens at pitching? Like, no. But if you combine, I'm like, I know, but it just doesn't. So that so just doesn't know, quite so match that, up. So the problem – okay, so I, I am not going to, like, come on here and try to, like, neg Shohei Otani, no. right? But the, the point you're making is the same one, and we didn't talk about this, that occurred mm. to me. No one right now would say he's unequivocally the best pitcher in baseball right now. No. In fact, he's not even the favorite to win the Cy Young. He is arguably, but not definitively – the best hitter in baseball, right? I, and so, I, honestly, I would say it's probably Aaron Judge. Right, and Judge is hurt right now, but I that's that's kind of where I was leaning as well. So it's like, okay, he's not even the best right now at either, but because everyone he's competing against is a zero at the other thing, because there's no pitchers doing hitting the ball like at all, and then there's no hitters pitching as well, does that make up the gap? And you said Willie Mays, and I'm glad you said Willie Mays, because, and I'll bring up, you know, my favorite player growing up, who is not the greatest player ever, I understand, but he's one of the 15 greatest, in my opinion, Griffey. Uh, those guys obviously didn't pitch, but they did field. And they did field at incredibly high levels mm-hmm. and incredibly important position. Alex Rodriguez, our colleague, was an amazing fielder at two different positions, right? And hit. So I do think there are arguments of impact you can have there's just the raw hitting stats and then your non-hitting impact for Shohei it's obviously it's not fielding it's pitching which is arguably the most important thing you can do in the sport so it is to me not a cut and dry obvious thing what I would say is this he is in the midst of the most impactful season a baseball player has ever had impactful because of the value he's giving you at the plate and yep. pitching. Yep. Even Bonds' 73 home run year, you could argue that this rivals, if not tops that, because Bonds could only do so much because he couldn't impact the game you know, from the, it, that side of the Here's mound. the thing, though, and I get it. He's not the best hitter. He's not the best pitcher. But if Lamar Jackson, who's not the best quarterback, but he's top yeah. five arguably, had twelve was sacks. a de- was a cornerback yeah. like Trayvon Diggs, not the best. But would that make him better than Tom Brady all of a sudden? That's the thing. We he's doing something. Here's the reason you said other guys field, so they play defense too. But the reason we haven't seen a hitter and a pitcher is because all of humanity, at least in America, and maybe yeah. it's different in Japan, because he thought doing, it couldn't be couldn't done. Be done. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't – it's impossible to do that. This guy is showing you it's which, not which impossible. Which is really odd because anyone that's ever known 
like someone that went on to become a professional baseball pitcher, you're like, hey, in high school, they're oh, like, yeah, right. I hit 600. Yeah. yeah. They're like, That's like in the high question. school, I was the best batter on the team. Mm-hmm. So the question is, could other guys be doing it? Could other guys have done it? Yeah. So do, do we have time, Hubs, to hit my contract thing? Here, here's the spot rack. Um, they did a contract projection. Six years, $202 million as a pitcher. Nine years, 326 <laughs> So if you... Add them up, it was 33 a year as pitching, 36 hitting. So it's just south of $70 million. Yeah. So, Brewer, are you going to, like, they're talking about a $600 million contract. Do you see that happening? If he stays healthy, he imagine, like, he is must-see TV. He's in Anaheim and everybody's talking about him. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, he could stay there. But, yeah. like, he's the biggest draw in baseball, but Wilds is asking you: Would you give him just the Kyrie deal, one year, prove it, or more? Oh no, no, okay. no, no! I love this dude. <laughs> no, I, I pay him what I got to pay him. Half a billion, easy. Six hundred. Pay him what I got to pay him. Six. Ten, I would do ten years. Ten for six hundred. Six hundred. That's a bargain because that's what I'm saying. Five years from now, that wouldn't look like as much. Eagles. Still upset about the Super Bowl turf. Here they are sliding all over the place. Bunch They've got a point. Whiners. Well, last week, defensive end Brandon Graham told the Sports Take with Derek Gunn and Rob Ellis that the KC O-line was blessed with the slippery field. Take a listen. <laughs> it was more about this, this, like, you know, a little bit of the surface, you know, uh, especially yeah. us climbing. Uh, you know, you need that traction uh, to be able to get off the block. And we were slipping a lot. And, I mean, I'm not even – I don't make excuses. I just know that – I just know that that's what was when we talking about like what was being talked about. It was just you know us trying to get out of our own head a little bit too yeah. because you know that we knew we had a good man. I'm telling you that O line yeah. boy, they got blessed. I say that. <laughs> oh no! Well, I was you know it was all fine. I mean it was just excuse making, crying, whining. Oh the Eagles, but they're based on their sacks. The Chiefs were second in sacks. They're playing on the same field. Their quarterback was injured. If anything, it hurt the Chiefs more than it hurt the Eagles. But it was all fine commentary until. The they were blessed. <laughs> Just like Jamar Chase's commentary was fine until he said Pat who. So you know what it means? What? Put it on the board. Oh, it's on the board. Add it to the board. <laughs> we now have Pat who. Seven and a half greater than 12 and a half. That's Orlando Brown talking about who the quarterback drops. And now Brandon Graham saying the Chiefs got blessed. Can I ask a question? What? Orlando Brown was on the Chiefs' offensive line. Yeah. So now you have someone talking trash about another person. Yep, two guys on the board. <laughs> You're right about it. This board, we're going to have it all year. We're going to need a bigger board. You know, we're going to need a bigger board. Bigger board. That was a wow. top 100 show we just did. <laughs> yeah, you right 100. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>